All right, let's get some added perspective to the day's big stories. And we bring in Tim Hudak, former leader of the Ontario Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John Moore. So, you know, there can be a hundred takes on this business of five former junior hockey players being told to turn themselves in. Because, like I was saying a few minutes ago, it's about hockey culture. It's about, uh, you know, gender issues. It's about Canada's junior hockey as well. Yeah, I mean, it is a terribly sad story. And you put those elements together, uh, John. It is a a truly Canadian drama at at the same time. My gut reaction good a good good for london police to reopen this investigation it will be a circus going forward i understand media waiting outside of uh, the london police headquarters yeah. around the clock to catch who these hockey players are not yet identified look uh, number one just the, the wheels of justice obviously moving slowly here sadly they had to be nudged by the media and public uh, firestorm when this was covered up by the hockey canada's so-called national equity fund uh, as a payoff I, I i used to deal with the sports organizations and I was Minister of uh, Tourism, Culture and Recreation and, and hockey was always sort of the untouchable royalty. They held their noses in the air, were higher than everybody else incredible arrogance there uh, obviously the sexism trying to cover up these payments it's a great that, that amount of money was used for multiple right multiple sexual accounts uh, sexual assault accounts to be um, to be smothered and not get to see the light of day a couple things here this will actually force more pressure on why did London police actually not pursue this investigation when it was brought to them back in 2018 secondly what's happened to the NHL's review of hockey Canada's function right when, when this happened in the media last year, there's uh, this fuss that they'd have a full review. Still has not come forward. Hockey Canada has not finished their investigation in this matter. So I'm glad the wheels are just moving forward. It'll shine a bright line, a bright light onto uh, what has been a, a cancerous organization, obviously, uh, on the uh, Canadian culture. It is going to be such a vivid public debate, though. I mean, even now, Tim, I'm getting texts from people saying, oh, come on, this is just what happens in hockey. I mean, wow. If if that's your starting position, it's pretty questionable. It, 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 and Sadly, sadly, that attitude must have permeated Hockey Canada, and hopefully not. But if the NHL doesn't do something about this, them too. Uh, Mayor Olivia Chow somewhat exasperated in saying, look, we're not cutting the police budget. We're just not giving them as much as they asked for. And I don't know who's going to win this debate, but it's certainly happening in the public square. As a matter of fact, it's happening right here because the uh, police association bought advertising. Yeah, the police are. I'll, 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 I'll lay that uh, that money down with you now, John. On on uh, more in the morning. Um, the, the mayor and and uh, Shelley Carroll, finance chair, are really flat footed, right? It's been a very clumsy reaction. Even the fact that your reaction is 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 no cuts, right? When you're repeating the allegation in the headlines, that ha- is set back as opposed to saying no. Our police budget is going up by I guess eight point four million dollars. The police are employing, I think, highly effectively a typical uh, union tactics, right? They've got an opinion poll out there that shows how much uh, the taxpayers in Toronto are behind an increase in the police budget. They have an active social media campaign to mention the ads that they're doing. The chief has a hard line out there. The notion, right, that if your car is being broken into, happening uh, all over the city, it takes 22 minutes for an officer to get there. Very effective message, and one I'm particularly sensitive to. So when I see the, yeah. the the sort of ham-fisted way that the mayor and her budget chief have reacted to this, they're back-footed, and I think they're going to cave and put more money in the police budget, and I'd like to see that. Shelley Carroll is on round one this morning at 745. See what she has to 
see. And uh, listen, I'm very curious, given that you are the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association, Toronto looking at implementing a new speculation tax on foreign home buyers. And it was interesting looking at the figures because apparently in the last year, it was only about 550 properties that were bought by foreign buyers. And when we say foreign buyers, it's like people who aren't coming to live in them. We're not talking about newcomers. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I mean, number one, my, my job every day on behalf of Ontario Realtors is to look for ways to get more homes built that hardworking Canadians can, can actually afford. And we want to make sure that those who are here in Canada have first shot at those homes. You have to be realistic here, though, John. I mean, there's a ban. There's actually a federal ban on foreign yeah. buyers that goes to 2025. My gut tells me that's going to be extended. We've not solved the housing affordability crisis. It's actually become deeper. And the Conservatives campaigned on a similar ban uh, last, last federal election. So, number one, I, that's not going to be an issue. Secondly, I just wish that the folks at City Hall or any level of government would put every ounce of energy, instead of trying to get what I think is a cheap headline that's not going to be effective, given what I just laid out, to actually getting homes built, right? If you put this kind of energy towards knocking down outdated bylaws that prevent homes from being built, that stop people from tearing down a wartime bungalow to build you know, a duplex or townhouses that families could actually afford at first-time buyers, allowing you know greater density around transit stations, turning government land that's underutilized into homes for first-time buyers and quality rentals, right? The energy that was put into making up a tax is not going to have any kind of impact, I think, for several years. Man, that could actually get homes built today in 2024. A Liberal MP says he thinks Justin Trudeau should face a leadership review. Now, he's kind of backed off that position in a statement that he sent to us in uh, the last few hours. But still, it's, it's clear the gloss is off. Oh, I think it's been for some time. Yeah. I think there's a, an, an inevitability um, uh, to this. Uh, Brian Mulroney, uh, even when his party was at a much lower rating and, you know, on the eve of the, the devastating election that left them down to two seats under Kim Campbell, had a remarkable ability to still work with caucus. He established personal relationships, asked them how their kids were, their birthdays, all of that, and, and didn't face this kind of rebellion with worse numbers. I suspect that Justin Trudeau is probably doing the opposite. I, I had an expression when I was in politics. I'll use it today. Caucus, they're with you. Win or tie. Right? They're easy to jump offside, and the way to actually prevent more from happening is to show you've got direction, that you've got a plan, you got fire in your belly, and you actually give a damn about the caucus members and what they're going through. I suspect the truth actually does the opposite, is putting a bit of gas in the fire. Lastly, I'll say about this individual, who I, I don't know, he's former mayor of Conception Bay, elected first in 2015, I looked him up this morning. But if you're going to carry the knife, John, mm -hmm. then you use it, right? This sort of mamby-pamby, wow, we need a leadership review. Well, I don't know if I really meant that. If you're going to make a shot at the king, then you got to go all the way. It is funny because the signals I'm getting from individual MPs, Tim, is it's starting to look like it's every person for themselves. You know, I'm going to save my seat. I don't know what else is going to happen, but, you know, I will do whatever it takes to save my seat. Yeah, and then, and then it spreads, right? So they're heading into a caucus meeting. So we'll see, John, if another shoe drops. But what can happen in these situations is disgruntled caucus members. And this individual actually did support a conservative motion to scrap the carbon tax. He's one of the chief cheerleaders for an exemption in eastern Canada from the tax on home heating fuel. So he's, you know, he's out there on the record. But what you'd guard against as leader, and what would typically happen is you've got others that feel the same way. So they'll say it behind closed doors, but then if they feel uh, emboldened, 
then you have what could be a torrent of others saying, not just simply a leadership review, it's time for the PM to go, and really... They're kind of right. News isn't all bad for Justin Trudeau, though, because yesterday members of the Ford administration came out to say they still back the federal government on the Emergencies Act. That's a fairly significant backstop when you consider they could have held their tongues. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, respect, I respect the fact that the conservative government didn't take the easy way out here. So I, I appreciate what you said, John. They could have dodged it, and that'll be in the federal courts and all of that. But Sylvia Jones did keep the line that they have been playing since during the pandemic. Because Ford called the Emergencies Act in Ontario, right? He used that, if I recall, for the... Uh, truckers coming into the city of Toronto for the blockade at the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor. So they are being consistent here. I suspect public opinion, despite what the federal judge said a couple days ago, still would back the use of the Emergencies Act, particularly in Ontario. Now, you could distinguish, right? The federal act allowed for the seizure of financial accounts. It was you know, much more invasive when it comes to civil liberties than the Provincial Emergencies Act. But I think if you were splitting hairs, John, and saying it's not okay for them, it's okay for us, and here's the reasons why in some subscript somewhere, um, you, you'd be on your on your back feet trying to explain that. A consistent position is a strong position. I think it was the right call for Sylvia Jones to make. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day. That's Tim Hudak, former leader of the Ontario Conservative Party, now with the Ontario Real Estate Association. One of the many people, I might add, who, after their political career, took up radio, and then everybody decided they really liked them.